Dear Near Perfect Pitch listeners, it seems that there's been some kind of poltergeist that's entered my microphone and circuitry, and the resulting audio in the forthcoming podcast is not tip-top, and by that I mean my voice. It seems like I'm broadcasting from the confines of a water closet. So I can assure you I didn't. Uh, there's been a bug that has since been sorted out, but I thought in the interest of time, I would publish the edition anyway. Why? Because it's got brilliant tunes and it's enhanced immeasurably by the presence of Mr. Mark Gardner. Enjoy the programme. I'll be back next week with a better, much better microphone. Welcome, you lovely lot, to episode 149 of Near Perfect Pitch. This week, I can tell you, the programme is brought to you by Mark Gardner and the Dark Chocolate Digestive. Yes, I'm talking to Mark Gardner. Here, Ride and numerous other projects. And we're talking about his latest works here, Two Square and other projects he's got on the go. Very, very interesting chat. Stay tuned to the end of the programme where I will be chatting with Mark and playing a, a couple of tracks as well. I bring three tracks, what am I talking about? Also, the usual special features today. We've got a hat trick today. We've got our Gibbetry Fall, ah, cover me. Actually, we've got a couple of cover versions. Essential Wax, which is uh, Northern Uproar, their self-titled debut from 96. Weekly Peel this week is something by Sleeper. Tune this uh, and our interview feature with Mr. Mark Gardner. But let's kick things off with a bit of the bunny men, shall we? Come. 
that's the latest single from Wigan's young powerhouse conglomerate. That is The Lathams with the All My Life, facebook.com slash The Lathams. That's the L-A-T-H-U-M-S. And kicking things off this week, The Bunny Man, Echo and the Bunny Man, from their third studio LP. That's a song called Flowers, and a single called Flowers, and just a song in general called Flowers. Heroes Death Next by Fontaine's DC there from Dublin, and it's a single from earlier this year. Life ain't always empty. Life ain't always empty. 
what a great band they are. That's uh, The Beths, they're from New Zealand, and that's the third single off the new and second LP, Jump Rope, thebethsnz.bandcamp.com. To follow them, A Hero's Death by Fontaine's DC. From Dublin they are, fontainesdc.com. To follow them, and that was A Hero's Death that we heard. Next up, it's time for our first uh, special feature of the day, evening, morning, whenever you're listening. It's time for our hat trick.
The hat trick this week, absolutely no theme whatsoever. I try sometimes, but uh, more often than not, it's themeless, but it's just an opportunity for you to get a break from my voice for three in a row. The last song that we heard was Peace and Quiet by The Rifles, a single from 2006 that appears on their debut LP, No Love Lost. The middle track, an absolute gem, a thing of beauty. That's Brian on Satanta Records, which she takes you away. That's off the Plains EP, released in 1992. And uh, Brian is the genius of Ken Sweeney. Didn't release much and then just packed up shop and then just stopped making music. I'm trying to get him on the show. I've been trying to get him on the show for ages, actually. Just love the work of Brian. You can't find it anywhere other than on Discogs, really. Second-hand copies. But uh, do buy all you can from Brian. Not an awful lot. But it's all brilliant. And before that, leading things off, kicking off the hat trick, Pete Shelley, telephone operator, a single from 1983. Next up, what have we got queued up? We've got a new release. We've got Sunday by Forms of Love. They're from California. And this is the Robin Guthrie version. Yes, the Robin Guthrie version. And uh, we're going to hear a song called Sunday. But before uh, I do get into that, I can tell you what new releases you can be looking forward to hearing. New material from, we've already heard lots of new material thus far, but uh, EEP, we've got some new material from them. Uh, Reclaim Vienna from Manchester, The Crystal Furs on the Subjangle. We've got uh, something that's not a new release, but it's off, off a new release. It's Appeal Session this week, which is featured on a new release. Uh, and uh, we've got Sleeper Sound, Theatre Royal, Heavy Salad, and uh, new material at the end of the programme when we're talking to Mr Mark Gardner. So loads of stuff to look forward to. Right, let's get to some Sunday from Forms of Love.
jumped all the spirits Hotter, colder. That's off uh, an LP that was released in 2017. My word, that seems like it was released yesterday. Great stuff, that. This is the kit. And before that, Fawns of Love, that's Robin Guthrie's version. Brand new single from uh, California's Fawns of Love. Fawns of Love.bandcamp.com. 
time for another special feature. Yep, it's time for this week's obligatory fall art track. And in case you don't know, um, and if it's the first time that you've tuned into the Imperfect Pitch, we have a litany of uh, special features on any given uh, week. And uh, this is one of them. We play a song by the mighty, mighty, the fall, each and every week. And this is off Extricate, their 12th LP from 1990. Black Monk Theme, part one. Make me, make me, make me. 
from El Paso, Texas. That's EEP. Isn't it nice? That uh, is EEP, as I say, and you can follow them at facebook.com slash EEP Shoegaze. And that's a tune called Hogar. And before that, we heard our obligatory fall for this week of Extricate, the 12th LP by the Mighty Mighty Default from 1990. That is a Black Monk theme, a part one. Talk, talk time.
88's Neon Wave, that's uh, the band's second LP, and certainly that's Silver Sun with Mustard. And before we heard Mustard, we heard The Colour of Spring, the LP Concerned, their third LP, the single Concerned, their second one from 86, Living in Another World, that's Talk, Talk, the majestic Talk, Talk, no less, with Steve Winwood on the Hammond Keys there, in case you're interested. It's time for this week's first cover version, Cover Me Once. We're going to go to when did this come out actually oh 2017 it's quite recent so it's off uh, 2017's rarities lp and natalie is doing a very very tidy job of the village green preservation society we are the village green preservation society god save donald duck vaudeville and variety we are the desperate appreciation society Strawberry jam and all the different varieties. Mm-hmm. 
Fischen Society. Katze, Dunkeldum, Vaudeville and Variety. We are the Desperate and Appreciation Society. Katze, Strawberry Jam, and all the different varieties. Preserving the old way from being abused. Protecting the new way for me and for you. What more can we do? Society. God save Mrs. Mouse and good old Mother Riley. We are the Custard Pie Appreciation Consortium. God save George Cross and all those awarded them. Preserving the old ways from being abused. Protecting the new ways for me and for you. What more can we do?
yet more brilliant from Manchester's 42s records. That's the latest single by Reclaim Vienna, and that's the tune entitled Infamous. Before that, from the 2017 Rarities LP, that is Natalie Merchant, a she of 10,000 Maniacs. And that is her version, excuse me as I cough, <clears throat> her version of the Kinks Village Green Preservation Society. Very, very good effort indeed there. She weaves a tender trap by Swerve Driver coming up next. But before uh, I click the button here, I wanted to let you know that uh, Near Perfect Pitch is available on all social media. Facebook page, Near Perfect Pitch on Twitter and Near Perfect Pitch on Instagram. Here's Swerve Driver.
Subjangle Records, that is the Crystal Furs with Expo 67, crystalfurs.bandcamp.com. Before that, we heard Swerve Driver off 97's 99th Dream LP, She Weaves a Tender Trap. It's time now for our Essential Wax, our LP of the week, if you like. It's an LP that you must have in your collection, and each and every week it is presented to you by our friends at Everything Indie Over 40. Dot com. Join their community, get yourself involved in lots of polls and uh, banter, and you'll be reminded of wonderful gems from the past, and you'll be uh, able to participate in all kinds of uh, activity. They are really, really good at what they do. This week's Essential Wax is from 1996. It's the self-titled debut on Heavenly Records by Stockport's Northern Uproar. So what's it worth? And all my friends 
Succession there. That's our essential wax. This week is brought to you by Everything Indie Over Forty That's Northern Uproar. And um, we heard two songs. The last one we heard was From a Window. That's their fourth single off the LP. Before that, we heard Living It Up. That's their second single. The LP was produced by Dave Aringa, but co-produced with James Dean Bradfield of Manic Street Preachers. And James Dean Bradfield is uh, responsible for lots of backing vocals on the LP. The LP peaked in the proper, proper charts at number 22. So we just had one special feature. Let's have another one, shall we? It's time for our weekly peel. And this week, from an LP live at the BBC that was released just a couple of weeks ago, Sleeper, an appeal session version of In Between That.
They're from Blackburn. That's their third single from 1989. It's called In Liverpool. And Liverpool is the home to the world's European and English champions. The mighty, mighty Red Men. That's dedicated to them, to LFC. Before that, in between, that sleeper from a live at the BBC compilation that was released just a handful of weeks ago. In between, that's appeal session from the 25th of October 
1994. Next up, Sleeper Sound with Passengers. <laughs>
top single from 1989. That's the Orchids with uh, What Will We Do Next? And before that, we heard on Sure Dive Records, suredive.records.bandcamp.com from Brighton, Sleeper Sound, with a tune called Passengers. Time for another special feature. This time it's our tuneless. Just one of those tunes that you just want to parade around to with reckless abandon, whether you're in a car or uh, in front of a mirror. Make a fool of yourself. Never end. 
Theatre Royal with TV Blind. Uh, they are reachable at theatreroyal.bandcamp.com. They're from Rochester, and that's tidy, isn't it? Before that, the Lars from 1990's self-titled debut. Pure genius. You just can't whack that. Failure. That was this week's tune. This this week, we lost Ennio Morricone. Very, very big loss, of course. Uh, master of the soundtrack. And I'm going to play you something now, which uh, I, I've loved for many, many a moon. Two of the best in the business on guitar, Johnny Marr and Billy Duffy, uh, doing the good, the bad and the ugly, which first appeared on the enemy compilation Ruby Tracks, essentially 40 acts covering past number one hits celebrating 40 years of the NME. Get it if you can, all 40 tracks are gold.
Another single from last year from Manchester, that is Heavy Salad with Battery Acid, heavysalad.bandcamp.com. And before that, we heard The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, as done by Johnny Marr and Billy Duffy of The Cult. Now, that uh, was our second cover version of the week. Uh, that was Cover Me Twice, the first one being Natalie Merchant having a go at uh, the Village Green Preservation Society by The Kinks. Now, you lucky peeps, it's nearly time for an interview with the uh, the magnificent, the uh, the esteemed Mark Gardner, one of my uh, musical heroes. Very, very happy to be able to, to have a chat with him, to share with you. He's chosen three songs from his immense repertoire to share with you. Starting with this, his latest single, a collaboration with S23, Stefan Hairi. It's a tune called Chained. Oh, 
ride, of course, with White Sands of 2017's Weather Diaries. And that was preceded by Mark's latest single, and that's a tune called Chained. Now it's time to talk to Mark, and you'll learn a lot more about what he's been up to, what he's going to be up to, what uh, makes him happy. It's, uh, it's a great little chat. Very, very happy to have had it, to be able to share it with you. So I'll be back after the chat with Mark to play one more song as chosen by himself, a solo track. And uh, that's when I'll be wrapping up the programme. So enjoy this. Back soon. Yeah, so they, they put a man on the moon and everything, and we can't seem to get a conversation going here. But um, but um, we'll it, we'll get there in the end. We'll get there in the end. It's lovely to be talking to you. It's lovely to be talking to you first of all. So thank you very much for your time. It's much appreciated. And um, there's an awful lot to talk about. But I, I don't. I don't. I mean, I could technically, as as as, as a big fan, talk talk your, your ears off indefinitely. But I've got to keep this nice and succinct. Which of course will be difficult as a, as a fan, but um, uh, I was just just wondering. Of course, uh, a very very big big question, and it's kind of broad. But just how satisfying is it for you to be sitting behind the desk at OX4 Sound? I like that question. Um, for me, it's it, it, yeah, really really satisfying because I think whatever's gone on for for a long time. Obviously, you know, I've, I've had the life with Ride, um, which um, was, was great, uh, early 90s, big break. During, obviously, that break, um, and after a bit of soul-searching and a few lost years, I kind of came back to realising that, you know, I wanted to continue doing music, so I was doing solo stuff, and that's really when I started to get into studio work. Um, and, and even when working with Ride, I was kind of probably always the one out of all of us that would be sat at the console with the likes of John Leckie, uh, Alan Mulder, um, you know, we, we, we were with some great guys like George Acuius and also with Jack Riley and myself. So I was always sort of on, on the console, whether it just be rolling joints with John or, or whatever, but I really was uh, just really fascinated with consoles and that, that kind of alchemy that happens. Yes. In a, in a studio, that that's really where it's at for me. So from an early day, you know, from early on, I, I you know, I guess it's been my sort of dream really to kind of create a, a creative space around me that I can use um, to extend and um, you know my my learning and just you know extend my work with production, mixing, um, you know, all, you know, engineering, all of that sort of side of sonic work. And obviously, something now that uh, Ride can use, um, and yeah, just just to have a creative space in my life, basically. I mean, because I've never really had that before, and it's always, I think now it's it's difficult because you kind of need to, as a musician, you need to cut costs wherever you can, really. I mean, and the only reason I really got this is because I did uh, possibly the only sensible move I made in my early twenties was to, in the days of record advances. Um, we all put a little money, a little bit of money down on houses that were cheap then in, in Oxford, you know, in, yeah. in East Oxford, part of East Oxford. So we did that, and obviously they appreciated uh, over 20 odd years, and I had my little mortgage. I mean, a house then was like 70 grand, it's nothing like now, you know. So, and you know, basically that, that sold for more like 450 half, half a million or whatever. So, with that money, I, you know, I, I could have. You know, kick back and kind of go. Well, there's my security, great. You know, but of course I'm not going to do that. And I, I basically put it into what I'm saying now, which is this studio. I, I sold the house, and well, I kept it in that equity. Um, firstly, I found this place, which is a freehold building in Oxfordshire, which is really hard to find. 
Mm. Um, you know, you can't you can't rent or lease somewhere because you, the amount of stuff you've got to do to it, um, to the building to make it work. You know, as a studio. Um, so it was really important to find a freehold building and tinged with a little bit of sadness because I lost my mum like three years ago, and it's actually when myself and my sister were clearing out the family house, which was really weird. Yeah. And uh, I, I was on alert from Right News, you know, because you kind of punch in what you're looking for. And, you know, everything that kept coming through for two years up until that point was just never, never going to be right. And then literally on the, the two weeks, you know, it's kind of one big door starts to be closed. I, you know, clearing out the family house for the last time, just feels strange. Up popped this place and um, uh, with the magic words, freehold. So I looked, I looked at it. Right. I came over in the next couple of days and... Um, I basically made an offer there and then and, and got it, and it's not, it wasn't really that expensive because it's a kind of more industrial sort of space. But yeah, yeah, I've, I've transformed it, and it's great. Brilliant. That's some kiss. That's some kismet-like stuff there. I think. It's what sorry? That's some that's some uh, kismet-like stuff there. That was meant to be, I think. Yeah, I I, I feel like that. I mean, you know, my mum was always sort of really happy that I kind of found my way with the music, and it worked out. She was a massive sort of music. She loved her music as well, as I do. It's that sort of escape, you know, I think. It's yeah. not always a happy life, but I just always sort of happy to be drifting off listening to music. So, yeah, I, it, feel, it, it, sort of, it does feel like that. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a little bit of a... Uh, if I was in this life to try and make money, I wouldn't have done this. It's not, not, <laughs> not the time to really open a recording studio, but I... I like spending my time in here and already, you know, just with some of the artists I've had in and some of the work I've been producing out there. It's just, it's great. I love it. Oh, it's, um, it must it's, be... It's a space. It's a creative space. It's the thing that I've always wanted through through the years, basically. Well, yeah, you're, you're now this sort of creative catalyst now where you've got your... Not, you're not fully immersed in it, but you are a, a part of the process for many people outside the boundaries of, of the Ride family. So, you know, your, your, yeah. rep, your repertoire is expanding very, very quickly. You, yeah. you, you mentioned, of course, it's it's, it's obviously a good, a, a, a well documented. You working with the likes of Lecky and Mulder, uh, legends, of course. So, if you are yeah. remotely sponge-like in your approach and want to learn, you, you've had opportunity to learn from some of the best. Well, um, I was. I was a total sponge at that time. I mean, even and even like probably not so well known, but I mean, an absolute legend, Jack Riley. I mean, who yeah. I met through John Lecky. Jack Riley was the guy that came in. Um, to look after, manage, and produce the Beach Boys album, Surf Up in Holland. Yeah. Um, and, jo- and John Lecky obviously worked with him before on an album called Western Justice with Jack and Mate. I mean, Jack sadly passed away a couple of years ago. But um, that was the time when Ryder were recording our third album, Carnival Light. And I just overheard a phone call with, with John um, speaking to Jack. And I was thinking, I don't know why, I said, that Jack Riley by any chance? And of course, Beach Boys, that music was the first music I was tape when I was six, seven years old by my uncle. So it was really weird. As soon as I knew, it just felt another kind of like, and I was just like, John, I've got to meet that guy because he, you know, I lost my uncle at a young age, which was a really sad moment for me, but it, it, my uncle sort of set me on my way with music, so it was just like a, a kind of circle that I needed to connect. And um, I went and met Chat Ryan, and he, I mean, the, the music, the, the albums he worked on, it was upside your head with his, you know, Earth and Fire, he worked on Prince Line at the time as well as those Beach Boys albums. I mean, it's like, um, unbelievable. And just to spend time with him, and I worked with him in Chongqing, because he, he was um, initially living in Paris, but he was living in New York. And uh, so we used to go over there, and, that, and you know, I mean, to only now as a result of, I mean, we working with Jack, and then a couple of the albums on Tarantula. But 
beyond that, it was just to spend time with someone like that and just to kind of take on board their philosophy and why they do it. And his thing was like, look, you know, music choices should always be about tomorrow, otherwise let's not do it because, like, you know, don't get too caught up in the nostalgia of things and what's been and what's done. I mean, he's really kind of visionary guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course, John Mackey, you know, legendary guy. Yeah, I'm still good friends with John. He's been in studio here. Um, but yeah, I, it just it just feels it, having been with those people, it just would have been really wrong not to be able to then feed that into and share that with um, newer artists now. Yeah, so it's just yeah, so it's, it's almost nice. a, yeah, it's almost a travesty that this 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 legacy could not be continued somehow. And and you know, Jack and John collectively, cumulatively. Their, their body of work, their oeuvre of work is absolutely staggering, isn't it? It, it really, is. really, really it, is. It really is staggering. And I mean, just such an incredible record. Um, and John, John was really the master as well. I remember some, something John said to me about, you, you know, kind of knowing not to do too much. And, you know, just some really great little, which come, comes up time and time again. You so many people overwork things and just take the life out of things. And John was, a, John was great at just, Really letting things breathe and not overdoing his role in a way. Well, he um, understood. He's always it's understood. Just, it's just great. I mean, you know, so yeah, and, and of course, most people introduce you to great music. I mean, George Dukudis is another one as well. Of course, yeah. You know, to, to Black Crows, Jay Hawks, and uh, from him on a more American sort of side, and obviously worked sort of with Ruben. So, yeah, you know, I, I do. I feel connected and, and lucky, you know, educated, and I was a sponge with all those people, and that's why. Yeah, and, and of course, it is just. Like things your dad tells tell you, you know, that keeps coming up. You know, my parents uh, are gone now, but those things just resonate with you. And, and as stuff that I took on board from working with people like that, it, it still resonates with me now. And it comes up all the time when you're working with artists now, yeah. You must have this immense catalogue of pearls of wisdom that you refer to all the time. I do, really, with, with those people. And I suppose wisdom only really comes when you get older anyway. You need, you need those years. Yeah, you, 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 I can fly with this space. 
place. That's how I feel now. Because yeah, you've got the gear. Uh, times before, you were always kind of maybe hit, hitting some uh, areas, you know, that, yeah, I mean, in the box is great, a great way of working now as well, but just to have this, this stuff, it just adds a whole another level, basically. Well, all the, all the sonic effects have, need, needless to say, changed drastically since, you know, Ride's formative years. And, yeah. you know, it must be it must be amazing for you to sort of map and plot that trajectory over the course of time in terms of, uh, sound acquisition because you, you're always trying to get that sound and now you've got all these extra and wonderful ways and means by which to to get that sound it must be it must be an unbelievable rush to wake up in the morning and know that you're bopping down the studio to create it is i mean it really is i love it i can't i mean i'm here my hours are crazy i mean like most musicians that i, I listen to a radio thing last night on the way home and that was kind of midnight i mean it you know, I think I've got a wonderful partner who does have more than a lion's share with, with our daughter. Um, but certainly on the weekdays, I'm here pretty much sort of 10 till 10 always, really. I mean, it's just, you do, it's long hours, you know what I mean? But yeah, you, yeah, I love it. I, I, I'm, you know, I've created, I love coming to work and uh, being here. I mean, and I, knew, I knew I would, and that's kind of what I did, really, ultimately. You know, that, that's what I mean. I'd, I'd rather choose that. And financially, it's difficult because it's music and it's, you know, as we know, it's the streaming, you know, now we find ourselves in a situation where there's no live music for a good while, and I mean, it's, it's kind of, yeah, that side is a bit freaky, but you know what, it's, 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 I think it's what you do with your time is really important to me, and as long as I can kind of, if I can tick over here and just get some sort of return on the big investment I put in here, then I'm fine with that. I don't you know, I say it's not, a, not something I've done to try and make myself you know, rich, and then you, you just won't, just forget it, you just, you know, people with that in mind do something else, you don't open a studio or whatever, you know what I mean, it's, it's, I really is, it's, it's totally in mind that I want to, you know, for the rest of my kind of time know that I'm, I've got this environment to continue being creative really, and that's, that's you know, it's what you do with your time, it's important, because your time goes, you know, and money just comes and goes, so but your time will just go, so just Absolutely, and your, your enthusiasm, Mark, is palpable as well. By the way, <laughs> you'd, you'd be very good in, in emotive sales because you've sold you've sold the studio idea to me twenty times over. Uh, it's good, you know. And I mean, I, I, it's because I'm yeah, I'm sort of quite buzzed at the moment because of what's going on here, and like the final bit that, that was needed here, hence how that side of the builders is, is an extension where there'd be like the lounge and a sort of B room control room as well, you know, like a programming bit. So. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's been it's been interesting because also. Obviously, with the, the lack of music at the moment um, and, and funds for musicians, I've, I've kind of pushed me also. I've been doing some podcast production, so oh, cool. uh, which has been really interesting too, because uh, some really quite inspiring speakers have been coming through, and I've just been producing that. You, you know, when you know, just waiting for some bands that I would normally be working with to get some live action and some more money together. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's that's been interesting too. So um, yeah, you, you know, it, you kind of just. And, you know, and to me, I'm still, and that, 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 that bothers me as well because it's still doing that work and, you know, I'm creating the music for some podcasts and stuff and just editing. I mean, yeah, it's good because it's all still getting the voice good so that you really get into the content. Like, all that stuff, I just love it. Like, it's just working with sonics and sound is good. Well, you get your hands dirty and that's, that's what I understand is what you like to do. And, and the podcast vertical is wonderful that you're, you're making a foray into that because it's... It's yeah. not. It's not going away anytime soon. That's for sure. And uh, it's gonna. It's gonna uh, raise in prominence. Its breadth of coverage and content is is is, is going to grow. So it's it's a good place to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's right. And I mean, and also, you know, it's been nice to, it's given me a chance just to dip into some, I mean, that's kind of why I released Change, um, because I've had those tracks around for a while, and this, this, that's one of three tracks which I'm going to sort of slowly release. And it, it just feels like a good, it's given me time to sort of look back and go, like, I love those collaborations, and they've never even seen the light of day. It's just ridiculous. Um, so I, it, it just, you know, and it's just nice because I could just start putting things out. I've known I've always got a few interesting bits that can come out. And, I mean, I'm also trying to create a bit of time just to make my own uh, kind of record as well, a bit of experimental thing. I mean, I mean you know, like I know that when it comes to music performing, that's right for me. But it's nice that it's, we've got a little time. Candy's doing a similar thing as well where he's got some time to... I think he's doing a little kind of his own little record with Sonic Cathedral, and I've got a chance to do that with a German label, so I'm going to try and do that as well. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of good. And then I think potentially next year I, I will see what, see what the lie of the land is, but I'm certain, I hope, I hope that um, rivals, you know, if we can get another record together and maybe play some more shows. But at the moment it's quite hard to see that at the moment, <laughs> given all that's going on. Oh crikey! Yeah, uh, we'll we'll get there. We will get there certainly. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's talk about the release because, of course, you're working with Two Square, mm. um, uh, Ch- Chained is is something that um, it, it sort of it sort of leapt leapt at me, if you like, uh, the first time I heard it, and um, mm. it took took me a couple of a couple of listens to not so much get my head around it, but in, in terms of to appreciate it and. It's it's a beautiful piece. I was just wondering if you could just spend spend a couple of minutes just talk talking about working with with with, with Stefan and 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 the the, the process of, of that recording. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so the process was uh, it's a few. I can't remember the exact about this, the timing, but it was it was prior it was before Rise came back um, for the reunion. Um, so it was, it was in that interim period, um, and I and through a mutual friend. Uh, Melanie Bauer, who's a, who's a very well-known um, radio uh, kind of music woman in, in Paris, I've known for years. Great, great girl. She, I, I met, I've been, I kind of, you know, got to know the Telepop Music guys uh, and the York Times, and I lived in France as well, so the York Times I've been in Paris just through her, really. And I always really liked what they were doing, and um, they're kind of, you know, again, one of those, it's that kind of air, uh, Telepop Music, uh, Daft Punk, I mean, there's, there's, there's They've got it, you know, there's that kind of core of some really interesting Parisian musicians. I, I love it, you know, I yeah. love all that music, all those bands. So I got to know Stefan, and basically, um, we he said, Look, why don't we, you know, let's just do a sort of collaboration? Because he, yeah, and so that, that's really it. So I went to, I spent a week with him in his flat in Paris, which was pretty tough because, uh, you know, Parisian apartments are small, and he basically just converted into a little studio <laughs> with, a, with a kind of bed on stilts. Um, at that time, he was smoking a lot and drinking a lot of coffee. So it was like, and I was staying there. I mean, he'd go off and literally, I mean, there's no, I stayed in there and he went up and stayed with his girlfriend so that I had somewhere to sort of sleep because we were trying to keep, you know, obviously budget down for obvious reasons. And um, so it was, a, it was, it was quite intense and tough in that way in a dark sort of little Parisian apartment. There wasn't a lot of going out and partying where it was pretty much locked in. And he he kind of started getting some of the you know the musical elements together. And that was really I was just reacting with vocals and top line ideas and we kind of um, then just move them around and he just great at sort of cutting 
up and yeah, it, it was just really like that, bit by bit. And then come the end of the week, we'd got three tracks together and, and Chains was one of them. And uh, there was one other track that they used some of my vocals cut for, for a telepod music song called Sound, which has been floating around. An amazing video by um, Toshiaki Toyoda, an amazing Japanese director. Yeah. Which you'll find online. Um, yeah, but, that's a great video. Used, so, so that one came out. Um, but of course, I, you know, after the week working with Stefan and I left him just to kind of, to, to mix it all and, um, but just remember it's pretty intense and just writing it all there and then and, uh, yeah, and I, you know, I thought it felt really good, like a really great connection. Um, and I just remember kind of leaving, well, I can't remember where I went back to and then he sent me the tracks and I was just like, Jesus, that's like so good. I mean, definitely for me, I mean, I've done quite a, a lot of collaborating with different acts and artists, but, but straight away I just thought he's just completely got it. That's exactly the kind of music and the vibe um, that I want to be doing now. Uh, and it was, it just nailed it for me. And, 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 and totally my favourite collaborations that I've done in my life with, with another actor or artist, for sure. So it was a, um, a fairly seamless, organic experience then, Mark, to say, to, to yeah. be fair. Yeah, yeah. So, so, it was totally. And I mean, it just, It's made a dent. I mean, I tell you, you're 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 sort of fork in the road. And, and forgive me if I if I oversimplify something that, that is a very very uh, as I mentioned sort of an organic trajectory. But you, you, when when you started to work with Errol, uh, all those all those uh, years ago, not well, not not so long ago actually in recent history, um, would would you is it fair to say that there was a slight metamorphosis and a slight shift there? Do you think there was a slight fork in the road there for you? In, in, in terms of in terms of process, I think I think in a way, I think that already happened. Um, I'm not discrediting Errol at all. I mean, Errol was was it was great. I love Errol. I mean, Errol was brilliant. That he came in again very organically. It worked so well with us. But I think people feel that Errol possibly brought started to bring in more the electronic kind of. Uh, uh, beatsy keys and stuff like that, but he actually didn't. I mean, that, we were already we were kind of doing that ourselves um, because I, I suppose it's that classic thing where guitar bands, in a way, um, start to get more and more into electronic keyboards and synths and all that stuff as they as, they, as time goes on. Yeah, you know, and, and it's weird. And then com- conversely, I've noticed, you know, someone like I mean, I went to see Tears recently. Who I could always love them back in the day. or Depeche Mode. They suddenly almost like get more rock and get more into guitars, but like the what you know, like they do the other, do it the other way. It's true. So I think there was, a, there was already a sort of fascination that we had with all sort of sound sources and not just being restricted by like if you come back or why, you know, yeah, we've got guitars, but we all also love loads of electronic music and we love the sound of what those things do as well. So I think because of that, um, Errol was perfect because he get he gets it, he gets 
well. So he he just got it, and he was just the perfect guy in a way just to bring it together, help us bring it together. Because it's hard, it's hard for us because everyone's putting in ideas, and it's, it, we're never short on uh, ideas and, and, and songs. You know what I mean? It, it, we've always got too much. So you, you kind of you kind of always need. It's just great having someone like Eric because you go, oh, that's a good one. You know, he doesn't care where it's really coming from. Um, you know. Any of us, we all we're all putting in stuff all the time when it comes to rides. So he doesn't really care about that, but he he's just great at great at saying that track's great, that one, that one, just half that selection, which which actually really helps the band because obviously it it can be it, it can hurt a bit when you think oh well, actually that thing that I got to do I thought that should be on it and it's not you know what I mean so I do I do it's, it's easier if someone like that is having to take that out and you just think get over it but like when that's just between you as a band that can get a bit tougher you know what I mean so yeah um, and then of course aside from that what the studio and what I'm doing is giving me the opportunity so that when if I'm you know I, I really do need life outside of ride as well to do my thing it, you know and I love being in ride doing that because that's part of a, a, a great group but at the same time I, I need that other area that I can just carry on doing my thing, whatever that is, and that is, you know, obviously like related, you know, working in collaboration with people like Stefan and, uh, I mean, also, I mean, Jay from Cinematic Orchestra has come, you know, that, that's a possible as well. There's a few, you know, some some other people, you know, just people that I really would like to work with to do other stuff, and also just do my own thing. Um, yeah. Because then it's just, it, I think it helps, really. It, 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 yeah, I, I just really need that at this time, you know. Yeah, I was going to ask you. It's more—it's more of a need than a want. It's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's an intrinsic yeah. need for you to, 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 to have this outlet. Uh, just, just a yeah, quick... because some things that I'm doing, I'm not kind of one quite fit with the writing, you know, and that's fine because it's like, it, and, and you know, and other things will. I don't know. It's just—it's just good to have, you know, like I say, writing is very much a group, like working with a group, and that is brilliant at times, and at other times that can be really frustrating. So I mean, that's just it. So, and at the same time, on the other side of that, I don't—I wouldn't want. To, just be working on my own all the time as well. So it's like, it, you know, it's kind of just finding nice balances between those places. Um, but like I said, I, I think I need both of those things going on. It, you know, I, I find it tough if I was just not in riding it now. It, well, know, it's... Not having the other stuff going on. I kind of just do need that other stuff to be happening as well. Well, I'm just very happy for you that you've got this outlet. Otherwise, you'd, uh, you'd be bouncing off the walls, it sounds like. I think, yeah, maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe, but then I suppose that's the whole idea as well of, of creating a studio. And, and also, that doesn't have to be me doing stuff and putting stuff out as, as me or um, as collaboration. That, that I still feel the same when I'm working with people and artists and when, yes. when I'm just the guy in the background a bit more, you know, just producing it or mixing it. I mean, that that gives me the same buzz it, 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 as, as um, you know, riding and my own bits and pieces. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it feels good. It, whatever, as long as it's creative and um, it's just those moments when you there's silence and then there's an artist or you and you then you create something and no matter about later you're just going like holy shit that's, that's amazing that's great yeah and, and I was want a... to share it I mean that's, that's, that's the buzz I mean that's kind of what I love and um, and, and, and yeah that's, that's just a great feeling it must be, and again, I've got a very, very feeble parallel to that. Is that you know you use the word sharing, and and I I I learned very early on in my life that I had absolutely no musical aptitude. That's why I became an audiophile and a, and a, and a DJ and all that and all that business because I, I I recognized that very early on. But um, 
you know, you're talking about sharing. That's why I do the podcast. I mean, I, I listen to music and I think to myself, I listen to all this wonderful music. The very least I can do is share it. That's the whole premise of doing the flipping podcast. And, and yeah. th that sentiment I, I adore. Uh, and, and also the, the collaboration sentiment, which, you know, you, you're talking uh, about uh, working with Stefan for the last 10 minutes or so, but um, th th there are more fruits to come from this collaboration. So that was what I was going to ask you next. And then I was also going to ask you in a, in a kind of two-parter was, um, uh, is there anyone else that's on your uh, your list to work with that you haven't worked with, that, that you're keen to work with, that you haven't yet? So what can we expect uh from from yourself and Stefan, in addition to uh, the, the wonderful current release, and and uh, what uh, what's who's on your wish list for, for for future collabs? If if you know, you can be as grandiose yeah. a dream as as, as you wish. So well, the two more tracks will come as a result of the session I've done with Stefan, um, and the, the the titles of which are Contagious, which actually quite a topical uh, title at the moment, but it has nothing to do with <laughs> yes. Um, as in, you know, COVID or anything like that. It has nothing to do with that. But, yeah, and then the, the, the final track is called Valentine. So there's, there's two more. And I was basically going to just put them out one after another each week. And then, of course, I, I spoke with Shauna and she's like, don't do that because, you know, people were just going to miss it. it just, I was just kind of instructed quickly of, like, how better to do it just so that, you know, give time think, thinking a bit and to reach more people, you know. So... I'm glad that she came in and kind of <laughs> kicked my ass a bit there. I'm like, don't do that. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so, but so uh, I, I think Contagious will be released soonish. Um, I'm, I'm not exactly sure at the moment. Lovely. Um, but you know, I mean, I mentioned earlier uh, there, there is there is a possibility of um, uh, collaboration with Cinematic Orchestra, which I which I would love. Amazing. The other guy that I love and I've spoken to a lot, and he knows I'd love to do something is Simon Green and Bonobo. Yes. Um, now I love, I love, I mean, that's, that's a, you know, contemporary artist that I, well, I love Bonobo records. I mean, also, um, obviously, Black Sands, just brilliant. And that's kind of why a White Sands was a working title on the Rise album. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, so that, it was just a working title because I love Black Sands so much. And it had a sort of bit of that vibe going on, not, not you know, so... I yeah that that and it just stuck. So the guys like we we really like white sand and the like, Okay, it was just working hard because it's just I love black sand at that time. So, <laughs> so I've spoken to Simon a bit. Um, I'd love to do something with him as well. I mean, um, wow. but I don't know if that's going to happen. He you know who knows. But um, I've also just uh, mastered an album by an artist called Charlie Clark, who was in uh, the Scottish group Astrid. Oh, Astrid. Well, Astrid are a, oh, yeah. what a, a fantastic band they were. On, on the Fantastic Plastic, I think they were on. Uh, the I think though. you're right, yeah. yeah. They could tie that with, tied in with Evan Collins' label and all yeah. that. Yeah. Um, anyway, I mean, he... I, I always liked Astrid. I knew Charlie for a long time. And, um, yeah, I mean, basically, that, that, that album arrived here. I mean, they... they, they um, oh, my God, what a record. It, it's, uh, and, it, and, of course... When a great record pops up out of nowhere, suddenly uh, a certain Adam McGee seems to pop up. So, <laughs> and of course, uh, classically, um, so it's so good that I think Alan, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn, it's fine, but, but yeah, anyway, Alan is, Alan's obviously his Creation 23 label was just about singles, but he, this album is going to, he's changing the way he's doing things with his label because of this album, because he loves it so much. Crikey. So he's, he's putting it out, it'll be the first album that 
comes out on Creation 23. That's marvellous, um, marvellous stuff, because I... I, I didn't know you were referring to the same Charlie Clark because Astrid were doing a lot of uh, lockdown acoustic shows, which were kind of cool. I was watching a bunch of those uh, in in, uh, in weeks gone by, and I, I, yeah. I, I miss them immensely. They, they had a really, really, uh, really great repertoire of work, and, and they were one of those things that music journalists had a real t- tough time pigeonholing, so they didn't get the press that they deserved. Yeah, and they were famously... I mean, apparently, it, I mean, Charlie was telling me about when they got to read sort of performances where they were literally covered head to foot in mud and completely out of their minds, you know, you know they, they kind of blew a few things from their label at the time, but, I mean, they, they really got it together, I mean, Charlie, I've known Charlie for, for a number of years, just, I don't know, just through, I mean, he put, he used to run a venue in LA when he put me on a couple of times, I just got to know him, actually through the, through doing the music for the um, Upside Down documentary. Oh, okay, for the creation documentary, so, yeah. I, that's how I got to know Charlie because he was friends with Danny O'Connor who directed that which I thought that you know when I was doing all the music for that but um so yeah I just got to know Charlie and then of course just through uh, just through chance really I was, I was speaking to Charlie said, oh, you know, I've, done, I've, I've made a record and Jason Shaw who was in the Cambodia Space Project I don't know if you never knew about that but he he kept Jason was mixing it Blimey. And, then, and, and Charlie just went man I'd love you to master it so like and I couldn't imagine a better team than like Jason and you working on my record. And I mean, I got and, and I was just like, well, you know, send it over, Charlie, let's have a listen. And um, God, what a record! It's absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's, you know, and he, it, it, and, and it's really helped some dark times. You know, I mean, it's really t- testing times for everybody. But just that I've had the album in my life and I've mastered it. It's just, it's great. I can't. It's kind of like I can't wait for people to hear it. But like everybody needs to hear it. Cause it's really. When's it out, Mark? Sunshine, you know, it's real light. You know, looks come at pretty dark times, really. When's it out? I don't actually know because I think I mean I know the singles are planned, but I think it's just being held a little bit until there's some visibility on when he could get out and potentially play and support it. I think. Yeah. I yeah. think that's what's going on. I don't really know. I mean, and I'm, I'm not, you're never sure what's going on in Alan, Alan's mind, you know, with you know, with releases and stuff, but. I totally understand why Alan McGee loves it, and um, and it's just great because again, just through completely separate channels, it's kind of thrown me back to you know you know in a verdict, kind of you know working on a record um, that Alan's thrown out again. So it's quite nice because we've got Wichita, which is obviously the other half of yes, great old creation, Dick Green and Ben Wyman that have been putting out the right records, and now I'm sort of dealing with Alan again, <laughs> and you know through, just completely by chance. But it was but again. Yes, no, but you know, when there's a great record floating around, suddenly McGee always seems to find them. It's just I don't know how he how he connected with Charlie even or, or any of it, but he he did, and my God, he's got a, it's a great record that's going to come out. Oh, follow Alan, like yeah, the album's called Late Night Drinking. So oh, fantastic. Keep, keep it in mind, and um, I'm proud. You know, I'm really, again, I'm it was such a buzz mastering it because again, mastering. It's something I've started to do more of now because at last I've got a mastering grade route. You know, I can hear it, and with the kit I've got, I can do that. Whereas I wasn't, I wasn't able to really do that uh, previously when I was in more kind of like home setup studios in the yeah. garden or whatever. I mean, it, 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 it's something, it's an area that I, you know, again want to do more of. Um, and you know, I'm purely because at a time when people can't come into the studio, albums coming in that. Good albums that need mastering or remastering. I, you know, I, I'd love, you know, I'd love to do more of that. Um, and also, I learned that, uh, you know, a lot of mastering from a, a guy, a good friend in Oxford called Tim Turan, who has mastered everybody really. I mean, from uh, you know, 
It's amazing to, when you think about the whole the whole scenario whereby there's that ultimate trust, that ultimate accolade of being entrusted to master someone's works. That's yeah. that's a big responsibility. It is, and I feel that you know what I mean. And they know they know that I'm not. Uh, you know they know that I'm uh, that uh, all that I, I'd like to say we're only as good as what we do now. It, you know I just I really feel that strongly. So you know you've gotta you're just as good as your last thing or the thing that you would name on now. So I think it's just always got to be great. And I, and I like, I know it's a real bug because I, I know this record's great. I, I really felt good about Chained. Um, and it's just nice just to keep surprising people a little bit because I think people are quite happy to kind of go, oh, well, that, well, that was good then, that's that then, you know, good, next or whatever. And um, I just like that thing where you just kind of just keep coming out with stuff and it's just surprising and it's like, what? You know what I mean? It's just yeah, yeah, I do. That's good. I'm, I mean, that, yeah, that makes me feel good. I was going to ask you if it was fair to say that with all due respect, and I don't mean to belittle you in any way at all here, but th there's there's a lower level of expectation with the kind of work that you're doing nowadays, whereby there doesn't yeah. seem to be that gun to your head, uh, which it, it creates a freedom for you, I would expect. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I think so, yeah. I mean, but at the same time, I, I mean, I've always put high expectation on, you know, which is kind of, I wouldn't, you know, why, you know, building a space like this is about me delivering, you know, delivering great work out of here. You, you know, I can't, if I'm not doing that now, I can't blame the room or the tools because I've got all that now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, can only, I can only just go, well, you know what I mean, blame myself, whatever. So it's, it's kind of, yeah, but I, I, know, I know what you're saying. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, put, I put that sort of pressure on myself just to make sure it's great. And, I, you know, I, I became a little obsessed with Charlie's record for a few days just whilst I was in the middle of it. And, yeah, you do. You, you're sort of obsessed with it. You get, you know, it's nice. You get a bit of distance on it, come back and just make a few tweaks. And in the end, yeah, it, yeah. they love it. And, you know, like him and Jason were just like, Christ, you've, you've done a great job there. And, I, and, I'd say, and now they're sending more work my way. So, do you know what I mean? It's like, it, I think... I think Well, there is that. There is that, isn't there? You could be doing yeah. it. There's doing it for fun. There's actually knowing what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's fine. I love doing it, but like, it's got to be bloody good. Or else it works with stock. There's a lot of good people out there doing stuff as well. And um, yeah, so <laughs> I'm glad that I'm glad that you brought that up because yeah. any lot, any of you lot listening out there, that just think you're just going to go and buy a studio and it's all going to work out implicitly well. It's a little bit of knowledge that you need uh, in, in in the background. Um, yeah, exactly, because I'd, I'd say it'd be for people that have not been in music or whatever. It's not not a, not a, not a good uh, venture, <laughs> but you know, setting up in a studio, I think it's incredibly tough to make. It's it is. It's, work it's, I mean, a, I it's a total. Well, it's got to be a vocation, hasn't it, Mark? Otherwise, don't yeah. bother. Yeah. Just a couple of last questions for you. You've been very benevolent with your time. I, I just wanted to ask. Um, it's it's a curious thing because, of course, you, you're talking about your love of music and and and, and the, the the material that's coming through uh, the studio at OX4. But uh, what was the what's on what's on your turntable, your deck right now? What was your, what was the last thing that you actually bought? Um, I bought a couple of soundtracks. Uh, 
actually the soundtrack for uh, Maradona <laughs> documentary and fair enough. And uh, the soundtrack for Senna is the same guy, Antonio. Um, shit, what's his name? Um, oh, he did he did Senna as well? Yeah, Senna. Yeah, he did Senna too. Yeah, he, oh. did, he did, did the music on uh, both those. Um, just the name I've just been complex. I'll, I'll Google it, Mark. Don't worry, don't don't worry, I'll 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 Google it. Antonio is Antonio Pinto is that the guy? Yeah. Mark? Antonio Antonio Pinto? That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Um, also I bought um a CB uh, Bridges album uh, um Yes, yes. Yeah, Phoebe. which I really loved as well. I really like that as well. I'm not, I I I've got a track off her new one she's just released. Um um but I yeah, I haven't bought the new album yet, but I'm going to. I, I bought the one with I've got Stranger in the Alps you're probably talking about. Uh, Which one is it? 2017, Stranger in the Alps. Is that the one? Yeah, Stranger in the Alps, that's the one. Yeah, yeah great record. Beautiful. Yeah, it's a lovely record, that one. Yeah, so I thought, I thought that was great. But uh, yeah, I mean, um, what other things I thought? I still, I still do, I mean, I, I still, I, I'm not on, I still don't, I'm not on Spotify or Apple or anything. I'm not the only one that's not, you know, these days, but... <laughs> So I still just go and buy, if I, you know, I, I just like to buy CDs, to be honest with you, because it's, I just want to hear music in its best quality in the studio, and yes. sort of, for obvious reasons, but I mean, um, I'm trying to think what else, let me just see, because whilst, whilst I'm here, um, sorry, let me see what other things I've bought recently. Uh, well, it's good that you've got them on hand, because you don't have to rely upon your memory then. The new opera, that's a great record, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I would have, oh, here we go, that's better. Um, yeah, LP5, opera, genius, I love, I love that record. Yeah. Um, also, Jan Tearson, all, which is, I love, I love that too. Um, X-Ray, another one that I love, I love her solo record, The Girl's Daughter. Yeah, yeah, she's very good, isn't she, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to work with her, definitely, she's. She's really sort of got some sort of soul, but it sounds a bit broken and grey. Um, and also, the Soul Wax album I bought as well recently, which is good, just uh, Excellent. getting the groove now and again. Um, of course, the other thing, because we, Andy and I did a. Oh, Neil's from as well, or Melody, I love, love that album. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's the sort of stuff that I would, I'm buying. Um, it's nice and diverse. Nice and diverse soundtracks to Phoebe Bridges, it's all good. That was incredible, by the way. Oh. I had a re yeah, I got obsessed. I had a revisit with um, Talk Talk, the 
bring again because we did well, I did, we did the track with living in another world with the people that have played with, with uh, who were taught to talk on that album. Yes. And we also did uh, the Rainbow. From oh, Sturmy, which it's just is, well, it's just me, Andy, and the drummer who was the, the drummer on that record um, in the World Festival, which was pretty amazing. That must so have been a rush. I've, I've seen a video a video rendition and it blew my little mind because I was lucky enough to speak to Tim Freeze Green a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's got a new right. pro- got, got a new project out. He's going to be on in the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, he's got um, he's got a new project out and it's it's rather rather good. Um, maybe I'll, I'll drop you I'll drop you a line actually in just in case in case you're interested. But um, yeah. Uh, but that sounds that sounds wonderful. I mean, that that experience in itself, and then being re retuned and re uh, rehoned to the color of spring, which is an album to be reckoned with. And I don't care who you are, you know. It, it, talk talk yeah. have always been musicians, musicians, haven't they? Really? Yeah, and I mean, it's, yeah, I I agree, and I think if if I'm referencing the sound of a record, which I think is amazing, like I think Color of Spring was produced so well, it sounds so good. It's ridiculous, uh, isn't it? You yeah. know, it really stands up now. I guess, you know, they would have been using SSL console or consoles, uh, you know, I don't know which console, but I mean, consoles back then, you, you, there's just a, something about the music which is just like, you, you go inside it, it's just brilliant. And it's really, yeah, really great. So, I, you know, they're, they're, that's kind of, you know, albums I would reference when I'm doing mastering and stuff, you know, just sort of sonically, just kind of say, mine's got to be able to stand up. Um, well, that was that. Of course, was that was Tim. Free, that was Tim Freeze Green, right? So, I mean, uh, it, it, to to, to you know, Tim Tim Freeze Green was essentially the fourth, you know, the fourth talk talk member, the the, the the member that never was. So, I've always been intrigued. He didn't want to talk about um, uh, talk talk, and I, and I respected that. But it was always been a burning question to to talk about the production of that particular record itself, because it's got a sound that is. Intrinsically unique, and I'm sure it must fascinate yeah. you as well. That's brilliant. Sounds brilliant. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah, I'd like to know more about that as well. <laughs> okay. No I've got. I've got to. I've got one last question for you, uh, and, and I'm hoping you can help me. Wondering if you could choose three current or historical songs that are are emanating from from yourself that you'd like me to play to surround this interview, and choose anything that's Mark Gardner related. Uh, something to do with me. Um, well, let's definitely change. Yeah, change. Let's do. Yeah, I was going to say let's let's just let's just make sure that's one of the three, and then you can change. Tune... Um, also, the track White Sands. We talked about that, which yep. was on you know the previous Ride album. Yes, um, sir. Uh, Weather Diary, of course. Yep. And I know it's a tricky one. It's always hard because you've got to go through your old repertoire. Right, I mean. Some... I mean, I'd go, wait, did you, are you able to write this um, Magdalene Sky? Yes. Well, yeah, but then I thought also, I have another, I mean, maybe there's another uh, collaboration I did, Diving Depth, which was Love Like Ghost as well, which I love that track, so I'll, I'll let you decide on Oh, lovely. Well, you, you can't, can't go wrong at all with, 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 with either. And, and I've got this uh, rather intricate infographic that uh, I've been building over the years, and um, they align each uh, of the artists I interview uh, with uh, 
uh, a favorite biscuit of sorts. And I have a hypothetical situation for you that, that, that you're, you're, you're at my place with a hot beverage in your hand and I come out of the pantry with the magic biscuit tin mark and I say, of all the biscuits on God's green earth, past, present, or even possibly futuristically, what biscuit would you choose? Okay, well, it, for me, that's, that's a no-brainer. It, it has to be a plain chocolate digestive. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Uh, yeah, plain, no, sorry, a dark chocolate. A dark chocolate um, uh, digestive. Gotcha, okay. Dipped in tea. Dipped yeah. in tea, dipped in tea. I, I, love, I, don't, I don't like milk chocolate, but I love... I'm like a dark chocolate guy, so occasional bit of dark chocolate. That's about the only sweet thing I eat these days, yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, you're in, you're in good company. I'll send you a copy of the infographic. I'll I'll I'll, I'll bob you an email in the next uh, few minutes with regards to Tim Freeze Green, if that's okay. Um, but, yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah, just let me know when it goes or whatever, and I'll I'll, I'll link I'll link it over. I'll it yeah, that's that's well. smashing. That's smashing. And thank you so much for everything. And and I just wish you all the very best. You're 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 one of the good guys, and it's been a pleasure following your career and and listening to the wonderful music that you make. So thank you very much, Mark. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. That means a lot to me too. Thank you very much. It's been really good speaking to you. Take, I think that's Sean. I set this one up. Yeah, she's a diamond. She's a diamond. Take care of yourself, Mark. Great. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Bye bye then. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. An absolute hero. That's Mark Gardner for you. And I hope that you enjoyed that as much as I did. What a great chat that was. Thanks so much, Mark. Much appreciated. And in keeping with your request, let's hear Magdalene Sky.
Magdalene Sky. That's a single from 1997 on Shifty Disco Records. That is Mark Gardner. Follow Mark at markgardner.com for all things that pertain to his musical life, his studio life, and his life in general. Thanks to you, Mark. Thanks also to the Dark Chocolate Digestive, and massive thanks to you lot for listening. Of course, if you could uh, do me a favour and recommend the programme to somebody that you think is uh, musically equipped or isn't and could uh, use a little bit of a musical assistance. You know what I mean. We're a community. We know what's going on, don't we? And it'd be nice to spread the word. That would make me immensely happy. Next week, I shall be back with episode 150. Bit of a landmark episode next week, actually. So, on that note, look after yourselves. Be safe. Be nice to each other. And I'll be back next week. Ta-ra. <laughs>